Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is the Casuals. We watch basketball, so we don't have to. Actually, we oh, follow. Hold on, we follow, we follow the Twitter actions, so you don't have to. Because yeah. this has been, this is the best time of the year. Nothing touches NBA free agency. Not even the Super Bowl, by the way, because NBA free agency completely washed Super Bowl week. Now the games will always beat the NBA, and we saw that on Christmas, where the yeah. NFL trotted out some of the shittiest games they can, and they totally dominated every NBA game on Christmas Day, right? But when it comes to the transactions, ain't nobody seeing the NBA, dog. It, it's, it's night and day. Not even close. Super Bowl, we got completely washed. I didn't hear no crazy questions. There's no compelling storylines coming out of Arizona. Everything began and started with the NBA. And before we even got to trades, it was LeBron breaking the record. That became like the third biggest yeah. story. Yeah. How sick is this week? It was... I think a magical time for basketball. It made me watch my first full Laker game, which I hadn't done all season because I had a Miami Dolphin to a brain. Shout out Thomas um, Bryant. Shout out Thomas Bryant. And that was an experience. And then you had uh, the trade deadline that came during Super Bowl week. I know the NFL wished that this trade deadline was just a week before. because It was so busy. Think about this. We are recording on Thursday. Friday night will be the Friday day will be the only day that the NFL has it completely to itself. And then it'll have Saturday. And obviously like the Super Bowl is going to do insane ratings. These were the two best teams all year. Rihanna's there. It's going to be like 10 times what an NBA game would be sure. But in terms of like attention or like if you're compulsively online, like the attention that you're paying is and your sports fan is to the NBA this week. And they can't like that. They can't, they can't like that at all. And um, I think like for, if you're going deep into basketball stuff, this week was especially good because you had Kevin Durant, who was what, like a top 10, top 15 player of all time being traded. And that does not happen a lot. Those players would like move in free agency, but get traded. Ain't no way. No, anytime, anytime a legacy guy moves it shifts a tectonic place in the NBA. And what was so special about this Kevin Durant one was the Suns came in like thieves in the night. There was nobody covering this because it happened at two in the morning. Now that is something that I had never seen happen before. Like we knew the trade deadline was three o'clock the next day, but usually all of this goes on while, you know, Woj and Shams are on top of things. Everyone's consistently refreshing Twitter Everyone's trying to find any sliver of information, chasing breadcrumbs around, but nobody was on this. Everybody woke up to this news and it was like, what the hell? Like now my first thought was, wow, that Brooklyn shit ended really, really fast. And that is the worst one of these super team um, compilations that has ever happened in the history of the NBA. And my second thought was, huh, my son fandom is back just like that. Like, it's back and hat. better than it, it's back and better than ever. So immediately, so you have two sons' hats. That's yes. my main question. Immediately, I went to search for my gift, and the gift is of me putting on the son's hat at the 2018 draft because it lives forever. Can I just say then, uh, if you have two sons' hat, can you send one of those back with Olivia? I don't even know what the other one is. Like, I mean, I could I could send you that one because I mean, with my hair, I can't really wear dad hats anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, gotta get go. like a I gotta get like a snapback now. So, yeah, I, okay. uh, my hair is rendered that obsolete. But the the most insane thing about the Kevin Durant trade to me was the fact that the Suns got to keep everybody. I I thought, and Kevin Durant had been rumored to go there for a, a while. Lot of everybody. They were on his short list. When I say everybody, I mean they get to keep they get to keep Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I did not expect. Yeah. I thought Ayton would have had to move in a deal like that. I didn't think they were ever gonna have those four guys on the team. When this was first rumored months ago, and the Suns were on the short list, I don't think anybody's projection had them coming away with this four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I think like. The change in ownership from the Phoenix Suns allowed this deal to happen. On top of Kevin Durant, I think, man, Kevin Durant had to know. Like, and when I say he had to know, he had to know what he was doing to the Nets because the Nets made a trade for Kyrie Irving, who went before, and that was like the domino 
that allowed Kevin Durant to say, okay, now enough is enough. So Kevin Durant had to know as soon as Kyrie requests the trade, hmm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait, and then I'm going to have the hard conversations. Because if he had done it before, you know what maybe happens? Maybe Kyrie ends up as a Laker because the Laker was were offering two first-round picks. Instead, what the Nets did was, oh, we're going to still have Kevin Durant. So when we trade Kyrie Irving, let's get some useful players back instead of getting Russell Westbrook, who we were going to buy out, and two first-round picks. So that is almost like diabolical. I am not giving LeBron, Kyrie, and AD to like completely go with this thing. And it it additionally, and I'm sorry, we're getting to the Lakers stuff already. It fucked up the Lakers because it, it fucked up the Lakers because, because honestly, AD and Russell Westbrook had to hear their names for a few more days after Kyrie's thing. And they were like looking at LeBron. And what does LeBron do? Why LeBron do that interview? Who is the interview being like, hey man, I was going to ship them out here, but like it ain't work out. So now we move. He what? Liked, he liked attention. He Dog, that attention. Is in, that was insane. That was insane. He likes, you don't he do likes that. attention. You have to realize when the attention is not on LeBron for a split second, that is an issue for him. And that's my boy. I love him. That's my favorite player yeah. of all time. That's my favorite athlete of all time. But boy, he love attention. And the only reason for him to do that is because he needs more and more of it. I didn't really get the I didn't really get the motivation behind it. I especially didn't get the motivation behind him giving the content to someone else because there's no longer a need for him to do that. But mm-hmm. it, it I mean it is what it is. The West is now even more insane than it was, but just uh to f- hammer home the point on the Suns, because the thing that you hear automatically once people come down off of the high of wow, they have this insane four guys. People start looking deeper into the Western Conference, and I've already heard the complaints about depth, and I don't care. I don't care because in the playoffs, it's going to be eight of them playing. I've heard about depth. I've heard about defense, and my response to all of that is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Who are you going to guard in the latter parts of the fourth quarter? Like, What are you going to take away? I mean, their lives are going to make everything easier for everyone coming off the bench. But I'm going to be very honest with you. I do not know who's coming off Phoenix's bench. Yeah, and I know. I know. You, which is know? why. Yeah. So. Okay. Gonna, yes. Please tell me. Yeah. Yeah. So campaign <laughs> is still there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Damian Lee, who's a much better three-point shooter this year. He took all of the Curry family talents by marrying into that family. And now is a really good three-point shooter. Landry Shamit is, is still there. I will tell you one thing. There's no way DeAndre Ayton can ever get in foul trouble because the only other center is Big Bismack Biombo. But they're going to get one of the buyout guys. They're probably going to get yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. But you have some insane hot takes coming later. Here's one of mine. Jock Lundale is going to surprise some people. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let me, let me tell you what you sound like right now. You know how Laker fans was like saddened by Thomas Bryant's moving? That's what you sound like. You sound like a crazy person. You know what? how? Wait, think no, about. This. I just want to say this. I just want to say this. No, okay, that bench is awful. Yeah, yeah, that is an is. awful bench. But there's no way you can have those four starters and have an insanely good bench. Like something got to give, dog. I, I mean, I agree. Unless you like the Warriors. Yeah, but that is built over time. Ain't no right. way you putting this roster together like that. So this is this is a closer that. resemblance to what the Heat put together and not what the Warriors put together yeah. when the Warriors had to run. For sure. Okay. So and those Heat benches were awful. awful. What they did have was shooting on that bench, and they had a young LeBron James who was a uh, basically a superhero. It's they like had if some... Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America were one person who played basketball. That was the Miami Heat version of LeBron James. As long as your bench has a lot of Liam Neeson's people with a certain set of skills, then you'll be all right. So here's the thing. They also got TJ Warren in this trade. And remember in the bubble, TJ Warren was trending towards being an MVP. They got Darius Baisley. <laughs> they got Darius Baisley from, from, all right, all right. Okay, from okay, OKC. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, seriously, okay. this is not a horrible bench when you look at the fact that they have those four people starting. That's all I'm saying. And the Jock okay. Lon- the Jock Londale take, by the way, when you think about it. I'm not talking about Jock Londale on this podcast. That's really, really lukewarm because all I said is he's going to surprise some people. And his expectations are is at zero. 
So if he okay. scores seven in a big playoff game, that surprises some people. Okay. You know what? Yes. Remember yeah. the, the one famous NBA moment when like PJ Brown come in for the Celtics and hit like three baseline jumpers and that basically won the championship because it allowed po, it to get Leon out of that po round. Did his, Leon Poe did it as well. It's always yeah. a guy. It happens. All right? Yes, but I am just saying that I believe that this bench is horrible. Yeah. And what I don't get is that you, you saw what the Lakers were doing with subpar NBA players getting playing time, getting run off the court. Mm-hmm. I just think that those guys are going to have to log heavy minutes. Chris Paul, unfortunately, has been susceptible to getting injured. And not even, even when he doesn't say he's injured, breaking down later in the year. And then you also have Devin Booker playing with a groin injury that he's going to have for the remainder of the season. Uh, Kevin Durant is still out. He'll come back. Don't get me wrong. You tell me they play in six or seven people. Yes. I'm just saying that there's going to be some times where they drop games just because they're going to be tired. And that's fine. Like, yo, they get play close series, but you know what will happen in game seven? Only five us or six of us is playing anyway. And then they could win in game seven. Yeah. I would just hope that the Suns can get a home court advantage. So those game sevens are at home. I'm going to play this out on 2K a bit more to really flesh out this bench thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. looking at it, I don't think this right. is a bad bench and people are going to people are going to see. All right, let's move to the they most... They weren't starting, but I don't know why you said he coming off the bench. Let's move to the most important part of trade yeah. deadline for, I think, Bahamian NBA fans, and that is everything that happened to the Lakers. The yeah. only name in the marquee for them is Russell Westbrook. And that name is up there because he's gone. Yeah. So this has to just be great trade day. The only way you can spin this as a win is addition by subtraction, because you don't think D'Angelo Russell is as good of a player as Russell Westbrook. You may think he's a better fit, but I don't think you're going to find much people to say he's a better player. You're going to talk yourself into Malik Beasley being a good fit. You're going to talk yourself up on Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, and of course, you're going to believe that there's something that people haven't tapped into with Mo Bamba. Because this is what the laundry does, right? You believe in anybody that's in purple and gold. Oh, God, I wish Carter was here for this. You believe in anybody that's wearing that jersey and their importance becomes amplified to the 10th degree so what do you think about what the lakers did i mean the russell westbrook thing obviously but what do you think about their roster overall i feel like you sound something like a hater (laughs) and i can say this right now this is a fantastic day for the lakers it was i wasn't saying it's not the lakers are probably going to go up not gonna lie this is gonna hurt some people's feelings they probably they probably ain't even gonna be in the plan I think LeBron taking this day off versus the Bucs, I think they get enough to succeed minimum. Because let me tell you what this really did. Russell Westbrook was described as a vampire by someone in a blind <laughs> item. Someone just tell Dave McMenamin, hey, man, we just needed to get him out of here. You know that one friend who was like, uh, say you're trying to talk to some gals. Oh, you know that there's one friend who will ruin it all the time and then just ruin the flow yep. and the cohesion of the unit. Yep. That was Russell Westbrook. You have one friend who don't want to pay for stuff when they go out. That yep. was Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook was the friend no one wanted around and everyone was thinking, wait, we'd have a lot more fun if this nigga was in here, you know? A lot that was Russell Westbrook. Fun. And listen, he's gone. He's gone now. Fine. That wins. That's a win in of itself. And then you know what the Lakers did? Now, we watched that game Tuesday. Yeah. You see, he was running on that court. Of course. You was looking at them being like, hey, come on. Dog. Like, they was, they was messing up basic stuff. And you know what the Lakers turned Russell Westbrook into? Four NBA, three NBA players in Mo Bamba. You realize LeBron didn't even know how to celebrate with them? He didn't know how to celebrate with them. Like, that's how disjointed this team was. And it's because it probably is because of that vampire in the locker room. <laughs> because you think about what someone who is negative on a team does is, is that they change the entire environment of the team, whereas people feel like they have to pick allegiances, they have to pick a side. 
Yeah. So even if you fuck with LeBron like that, or you see LeBron's point, you'd be like, you got to pick a side and you feel, you might feel bad for Westbrook. So you go on Westbrook's side tangentially, or you don't fuck with Braun as much because a hey, Westbrook is making some pretty good points. Like LeBron getting called in on all these trade things. And we sitting in this locker room and he ain't telling us, and he's been doing this all the time. And why every time is LeBron on the team? It never about us. It never about the team It's about LeBron legacy. Our friends who are the new Laker fans, they don't care about the Lakers. No. They care about what a championship means for LeBron's legacy. That's and me. All, all these people is just pawns. But what would the okay? But what would those other players feel who are like, oh, you getting traded now? Yeah, like, think about how they would feel. They are justified because LeBron don't do simple things like, hey, dog, I'm gonna be straight up with you. This might happen, or this is gonna happen, and they came to me with this. But you going out in the media and saying like, oh, I need more help. You need more help for what? Because you think the niggas who you playing with dead? Yes. That's exactly. It. Yes. So then say that or just say that to them so they would know how to move. That's why Russell Westbrook saying like, hey, when you saying everyone get greedy, Russell Westbrook can immediately be like, hey, man, just have fun. That's all this is. Back to the Lakers point. Vanderbilt is going to play. Easley is going to play. And <laughs> D'Angelo Russell is going to play. And they are going to look much better playing next to LeBron. This happens every single time. No, I single time. this this is much better roster construction than what they had before. To me, the roster is now construction constructed better to suit LeBron's skill set and his style of play. I don't know why that was that has been so difficult for Rob Palenka and the front office to see. Like that's weird to me. But an addendum to that vampire in the locker room thing. I actually think Pat Beverly getting his ass about it was also a big deal that people have not been talking enough about enough. I don't think Pat Beverly was bringing anything positive to that team. Pat Beverly just trying to get headlines and set up his post-playing career. Because his post-playing career basically has already started. Dude giving you four points a game, and he's giving you more viral moments than anything else. He's somebody that was bringing a level of attention completely unwarranted with his production on the floor. I don't think you needed him there at all. From the moment he came in with that... um when they asked him about playing with LeBron and AD in the pre in the in training camp. And he said, they playing with me. I made the playoffs last year and they didn't. To me, that was reminiscent of Kyrie saying, yeah, we all the coach. Um, I'm the coach. Kevin's the coach. Steve's the coach. It's like that. Like, nigga, what? Like, that's one of those phrases where you immediately say, ain't no way this working. And everyone was right about that. Everyone. I just think, yes, you're right. You're right. Pat Bev had to go too. I think it was like the they decided maybe they had to trade everyone who was uh who was on Russell Westbrook's side, and the only person who survived the culling was Anthony Davis. Because let's be honest, like one of I mean, our he friends, has, he, he has to. One of our friends just got married. So imagine when he get married, one of us was sitting there, and then instead of celebrating or clapping or smiling and being happy. They just being salty and then just sitting down and just shaking their head like that. Imagine that was the body language Anthony Davis had when LeBron James broke. That was the weird. All time scoring record. That was weird. I don't care and what it made people says. speculate to be like, oh, okay, well, is he gonna get traded? Like, why is he so upset? Was he upset because Dalvin Ham put him on the bench? Was he upset at LeBron and LeBron saying in the mic'd up that he love AD and AD ain't responded? Like. Does AD know, hey, is this nigga trying to do some shady shit to me and Let me, get me traded from the Lakers who I leveraged to get here and won a championship with him? Like, why is it always about LeBron's legacy at the end of the day? Because that's the crazy thing. Because that's the only thing he has to chase. He doesn't have pairs. There's nobody now, in his pair group that he has to chase. It's always about his legacy. Yeah. We believe LeBron's a good dad and a good person, right? But at the end of the day, basketball-wise, yeah. when Jordan was faced with this, Jordan could have kept going, you know. But Jordan say, if I can't take Phil with me and I can't take Scotty with me, I'd rather retire. He came back eventually with the Wizards, but he's like, this part of it is done. And the legacy part, that'll be me going to the Wizards solo on my own. But like the Chicago Bulls, we built this. So since yeah. we built this and we agreed on this, we ride it. And that is a that is a difference. And I'm a LeBron guy, but that is a difference to me. I think I think that's a big difference because like don't, we a lot of time act like the rest of the players on the team ain't human, ain't thinking about their career, ain't thinking about like where they live and where their family is. It can't I think, just be. 
I think you I think you assign in some some qualities that Michael Jordan did not possess when this entire thing was playing out at the end. I do not think that was a decision about unity and us riding together and dying together and all that stuff. Because if that was the case, I don't think him and Scottie Pippen's relationship would be as fractured as it is today. I don't oh, think that, that that's about money. I think that is about money. I, I'm just talking about in terms of like the basketball stuff and playing on the team. I don't think like Jordan would have like do an interview saying the rest of your teammates ain't, ain't up to par and you got to get rid of them in order but, to get. But, them. You, but you know, but you know what, though, and LeBron chose I, Westbrook to be there. Agreed. And players fuck up. But the thing the thing about it is that. And people always couch every LeBron decision on, well, Jordan wouldn't have done that. And I'm at the point where I'm I'm not one of those people. No, I get, I get, I get, I get that. But I'm at the point where it's like, well, so the fuck what? Like, he's not infallible. Like you can do something differently than he would have done it. You can make a decision differently than he would have done it. LeBron leads differently than he does. It's a completely different era. He's going to make mistakes that that Jordan didn't. I mean, (laughs) But then my thing is, as a LeBron fan, LeBron keep doing this. Like he keep doing this to people. And listen, I I think the only thing that would have, I think everything else aside from the interview, like coming up to that interview, interview was gonna happen anyway. This man was gonna break the like the best record in basketball, other than Wilt hundred points in one game thing, right? Yeah. So that interview is gonna happen. But like, how could you have handled the interview? You could have just said. Yeah, there were rumors, but our team is our team. I mean, right, but who in the locker room? It's like, it's as simple as that, but you keep trying to like dance and tiptoe that line anyway. But these new dudes, they knew to the process so they could be all in on LeBron. I just think this doesn't work if Anthony Davis ain't all in on LeBron. That, that is the whole thing. It did, Forget him being in on LeBron. It doesn't work if Anthony Davis is not a top 10 player in this league. That's the only oh, way. Nah, but see, that's the thing. He have to give a shit about LeBron, and he have to give a shit about this because then he could, he could just blame LeBron for everything. And we have seen Anthony Davis shut it down multiple Anthony, times. Anthony, forget LeBron. Anthony Davis has to give a shit about Anthony Davis. <laughs> the way he was playing in November, before this last injury, was him giving a shit about Anthony Davis and his place yeah. in this NBA. If everyone is playing for legacy, you know the whole thing works, right? Because that makes you a team in and of itself. Like, yeah, you are playing for your personal legacy, but as you each one of those is a brick in building that house. Like, if LeBron is playing towards where he's trying to get, and Anthony Davis is doing that same thing, because the reason they LeBron pushed for this to happen is AD is supposed to take this thing over. LeBron right now is not even still supposed to be pushing the average 30 points a game. That's not what mm-hmm. this was supposed to be. It was supposed to be AD taking a bigger piece of that pie and LeBron scaling it back. We so all then let me ask, happen. I, I agree that it that was supposed to be the plan, but then and I guess like 80s injuries plays plays into That's how the huge. season played out. Huge. But then Dalvin, I can't like what shocked me is like Dalvin Ham after the game is like, um, yeah, the whole season was basically about LeBron getting his record and now we can move on from this. I was like, wait, what you're the coach? You're the coach. I can lie. Hey, I can lie. That's that's what that's what we were saying because they looked so bad and we hated the roster so much. In the group, we was like, yeah, just go chase Kareem, bro. Because ain't nothing happening with this shit. Now, Dobbin Ham shouldn't say it because we just people with regular jobs and not the coach of the Lakers. Hold on. Do you think Frank Vogel is sitting somewhere being like, Y'all tell me I was the problem when it wasn't yeah. Russell Westbrook but, oh, that I just didn't devise plans to do that. Hold on. Let's be real, though. We knew Frank Vogel was... I never thought Frank Vogel was the problem. We knew Frank Vogel wasn't the problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's a yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Like It was a poorly constructed roster. It wasn't going to work. And none of this works. Again, going back to AD, all of the bells and whistles around all of this are circumstantial because the thing that is necessary for any of this to work is AD has to be the guy. People forget. And it sounds crazy to say now, given everything that happened with Giannis in, in the last two or three seasons, they were, it was an actual conversation. Kids will not believe it, but it was an actual debate. I believe it. I was there. I know she used to be huge. Yeah. We would. We would, yeah. but tell tell that to, to Kaizen and his and his generation now. They would think you are insane. How is AD on par with Giannis? But it was a real conversation. That's yep. what people and that's what people expected to get. That's what people expected him to become. But 
I know it's not all due to him because your body, your body betrays you, but that's the reality of the situation. It doesn't work. And anybody else on the roster, anyone else who they add, I don't care if it's Westbrook. I don't care if it's D'Lo. I don't anybody else. The point is AD has to be the guy or it can't work. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Agree. Agreed. I, um, I think like that's it. That's all the Lakers talk. Yeah, that's I all just the want Lakers fans to just know. Uh, do not talk yourself into Mobamba. In <laughs> fact, what you should do is think that. Remember when teams used to go up against Shaq, and then they would talk about their centers and be like, "That's six fouls." That's how you should look at Mobamba. That's yeah. six fouls. And whenever oh. you score four, you should be like, "Yo, good job." Like, he's, like you. He's gonna hit expectations. Long still. He's gonna Lonsdale hit the number is seven. Mobamba number is four. Let's do let's do two minutes on Kyrie going to the Mavs because wait are you gonna end the podcast I no 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 like no no no, no just okay. no just talking about this um yeah um this was kind of the first domino I think this one kind of surprised me because Kyrie was playing well and then all of a sudden I woke up to see he wanted to trade the man and then the next day he was gone I think him going to the Mavs was surprising because <sighs> is it a fit with Luca? I, I don't know how much of a fit it is with Luca, And people are saying, yeah, it's a fit because he played with LeBron. That worked for a championship, but didn't work in the long run. Like, I don't know. Eh. Luka usage is higher than LeBron and yeah. higher than KD. Yeah. But fuck all that. I just want to say this. The NBA needs Kyrie Irving. Of course. Kyrie Irving set this thing on fire. And he made this trade deadline happen. We had speculation about him going to the Lakers. But Kyrie's trade demand put Kevin Durant on the market. Kyrie doesn't demand a trade. You know who won the Nets? Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. This is all Kyrie is doing. He somehow has manipulated this with his 11-11, his insanity. This man has done it. He made all of this happen. He made this fantastic for the rest of the NBA. And every single trade fell down based on what Kyrie Irving does. Was there a... the rush for OG Adenobi at the deadline was because people saw Kevin Durant and Phoenix, and then they were trying to compete. And the genesis is Kyrie Irving. We're going to have more Kyrie and Dallas thoughts when we come back. I know we was talking about the Mavs, but we started a Scott Griffin Jr. thing off, (laughs) off mic. The strongest man in the NBA, dog. Like, forget the Meek Malik Beasley thing. I remember he was having a run with Vanderbilt when all the like the stories about future and the inspiration for thought it was a drought came out, and I was like, "How did this nigga make it through high school?" And then they start to think, well, you know, Scotty Pippen is yeah, Scotty Pippen is very wealthy. He ain't gone to like the kind of high school that we get. Like, but like Scotty Pippen Jr. wasn't making it out of St. John's with this. <laughs> like, but think about this though. They play the Grizzlies. If Scottie Pippen Jr. on the floor with Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, now a thousand percent they're bringing this up. Imagine if Kevin, there's no way Kevin Garnett was still in the league. We watch Anthony Edwards in Hustle with Adam Sandler go up to your boy and be like, That's your girl. That's your girl. Imagine in real NBA life what's happening. And I want people to know that. That shit happens all the time. I don't want y'all to think Adam Sandler made that up. Adam Sandler was advised to put that in there by NBA players who were consultants. Like, this is what happens. Anthony Edwards censored himself in that movie. There was a... I can't even remember the team it was, but I remember the story. There was a Ukrainian basketball player. And what... what, I can't... It's college basketball. And the crowd started chanting, Russia. Like, this is what happens. You understand me? So what do you think is happening out there with Scotty Pippen Jr.? Anyway, now, we, we, let's get away from the Lakers. I'm just anyway. Shannon Sharp brought us some good points. But the Kyrie, we were talking about Kyrie, right? Yeah. The reason the Kyrie thing was so scary is the same reason it was scary before. Because you don't know when he's going to want to leave the situation. You don't know how committed he's going to be to the situation. Because... At the end of the day, nobody is really sure about how important being an NBA player still is to Kyrie Irving. I mean, he can say the right things, but if you look at the paper trail, at what point did it seem like Kyrie Irving was team first guy willing to ride over with the program? 
It's never been that way. Not even the Duke. It's never been that. Yeah, no. The only time you saw like um you saw anything close to that was in Cleveland with LeBron. And I remember distinctly when um the Warriors had Kevin Durant, they were running through the league, and then the Cavs had just won the Eastern Conference Finals. And Kyrie Irving is nodding his head after the finals, like, yeah, let's go get these motherfuckers. Um, and they lost. <laughs> but I mean, like, that was a time where I was like, wow, Kyrie is locked in. And now it's just about basketball and him being competitive and him going after it. And I think, like, sometimes you forget because these players' lives run concurrent with our lives. So remember when Kyrie was just taking L after L, uh, playing for the like the the young Cavs and they were losing before LeBron comes. Yeah, and you thought like, man, I wish Kyrie was in a good situation. Then they had a peep from him then, and he was just trying to play basketball. It's, That's all he's the, trying to do. Here's the thing: we didn't hear it, but there were rumblings that it wasn't going to work because Kyrie Irving was in that locker room being entitled. Like the seeds for this kind of behavior were sown. I just don't think he was famous enough because. There were problems in the locker room. People were saying he wasn't held to the same standard as everyone else because he was perceived as the golden boy. He was perceived as the savior. Yeah. And now that we see what he's doing now, I could see rookie and two and three year Kyrie Irving being that dude that was getting on some vet's nerves. You know what this is? A lot of this is Kyrie Irving is a Jimmy Johnson player. Remember what Jimmy Johnson used to say? Former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. There's rules for the rest of the team. And then there's rules for Emmett Smith. Michael Irvin. Yeah. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Why you don't acknowledge that? And what Kyrie Irving would see would be like, yeah, my rules are different. LeBron rules are different. Why me and LeBron rules ain't the same? That's what Kyrie Irving, like, beef was. And Kyrie Irving gets to the next. He's like, yeah, I'm one of those guys in his head. And when he got to Boston, he's like, I want a championship. I could tell you all. So it's Kyrie's hubris that always knocks him back. It always knocks him down every single time. But the thing, like the Jason thing Tatum's about- and Jalen Brown didn't want to have to hear his shit. Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant basically said, "I don't talk to this nigga about the way shit he's be doing." And the now thing- he's with Luca. Luca ain't gonna talk to him about that. Luca's just th- trying to win games. The thing about it is though, like that that's all well and good, and you can have that. But I feel like there's a certain level of respect from the other players you gotta have. And yeah, Kyrie gets that when he's on the floor. Like everyone, all hoopers be like, people say like, yeah, he's a hooper's hooper. I don't know if he gets that from them in terms of day-to-day preparation and what it takes for team building. Because he could have been, and he was supposed to be the leader of those young Cavs squads, but he alienated himself from them very, 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 very quickly. Mm -hmm. That's when he thought he could be leader guy. He did not want to be subservient. Well, it wasn't even being subservient to LeBron, but he wanted to be the the guy responsible for everything. And when he had that opportunity, he saw that, yeah, maybe that wasn't for me. I just don't know how, and it's going to work for a while and it's going to be cool for the beginning. I just don't know how he expects to get a long-term deal because any organization has to be crazy to think there's long-term viability in him. I I just don't see it. The Mavericks are making a bet that this will work, and this is how they're going to retain Luca. Because you have to because do, and I get it from work. their perspective. You have to do yeah. something for Luca. You have to. Yeah. If this doesn't work, then the danger of Luca uh, leaving increases, and Luca might stay regardless. But like the danger increases because Kyrie Irving could blow this up, or Kyrie Irving could just be like, "I'm so happy I done with the Nets," and play his ass off for them to try prove everyone wrong. Out of what? He might be a George Costanza person out of spite. Out of spite. Out of spite. So he might know, like, hey, man, we might not have it all this year, but, hey, we could take the Suns to six. And yeah, like, we could I try to get another, a third person. I get I, – and I want, I want to think it's going to work because for all the, the fuck-ups he had with Linkgate, I, I inherently believe that, yeah, Kyrie Irving is a good dude. I never used to like when people would lump him in – Kanye into the same conversation because I don't think (laughs) I don't think he's that guy at all so I want to see it work out for him I just don't know like after he hits the first bit of adversity I could very easily see Kyrie Irving saying dog fuck this (laughs) like I could really see that happening and that's what I'm afraid of I don't want to go to the Lakers next year anyway yeah 
Because yeah, well, honestly, not. this late the with the Lakers got if they add Kyrie to that, that's pretty good. Not gonna lie, that's a real team. All right, and let's go. To stop getting injured. Yeah, let's go to some trades. Uh, a couple that were surprising. Some young dudes that pretty much people have given up on at this point. Some people going back home, quote to speak, in air quotes, and a couple of trades that I think were really gross. Um, these ones were people going back home. Two of them were gross. One of them was cool. John Wall going back to the Rockets, gross. Eric Gordon going back to the Clippers, really gross. John Wall just need to become a professional podcaster. Like you need what? To go on ESPN. What are you doing? It, I like when when they broke that news to him and told him that was happening. What do you think his reaction had to be? Like John his first Wall was had on to... a, he was on a podcast and called his experience in Houston trash. His first thought had to be like, "I'm going to retire because I ain't." Yeah, doing give me a buyout. This. What am I working this hard to come back for? I would say to John Wall, all you're doing right now, because you're so good and your stories are so good, you are delaying your bag for when you're like 40. Yeah. You're kicking it down the road by a couple of years by continuing to try and play. You prove it. People know you was like that when you was playing. Like the respect Gilbert Arenas gets is the same kind of respect John Wall would get. <laughs> because they took the Wizards to about the same place, the same yeah, amount of time. It'll be the same thing. Yeah. It's the same you thing. You get to tell all those stories. It's yep. it's no it's no different. I really thought Eric Gordon would find his way to a contender and be playing some meaningful basketball, but it looks like he's just gonna just like play out the string with the Clippers. Uh, are you still doing this thing where you're afraid of the Clippers? Oh my fucking goodness! We cannot still be here. We've been here. We've been here for six years. We can't still be here. I just don't want them to succeed. It's uh, not that I am afraid of them. You know, like sometimes you gotta admit when you was a hater. I admit my hate on the Clippers. And I I will not relent until what happened to the Nets happens to them. That's what I want. So you, you know, got me. Do you, you know how me. tough it is for them to even be perceived as villains because they don't hurt nobody. Like they, they don't hurt anyone. They're the most benign villains there are. Like this is this is a supervillain that doesn't even try to take over the world or take down a city. They try to have like minor inconveniences for people. Sometimes you have to have a nemesis. <laughs> you, know what, you know who's responsible for the Nets blowing up and all this shit? Kawhi Leonard. Because he should have just gone to LA from the beginning. Him, yes, that and him and the Raptors beating the Warriors. That, you could say yeah, that about you could say, all this in motion. You could say that about him and Paul George. They should have just gone to the Lakers and none of this would have happened. Get me started with fucking Paul George. You know what? No, 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 no. You're not getting me. You're not getting me. <laughs> all right. Me. All right. Uh, was, oh, Gary Payton going back to the Warriors because they really feel like they need a GP2 back. And I feel like, yes, I understand what everyone says about his mm. defense, right? I feel like they thought something was missing from that locker room. I feel like they needed another dude that wasn't afraid to fight Draymond Green. Oh, okay. I I was just gonna say vibes. Hey, yeah, no, no vibes. vibes. Yes, that's what they needed. They were missing something. You, this is the this is the personification of something's not quite right, but this ain't a basketball yeah. thing at all. It is yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah. Again, to bring it back to the friend group, you know when again another Seinfeld reference when the manana is missing. You need the manana. The, you you need the manana. You need the like the one in the group. Like he might not be. He ain't Steph, but he ain't the lowest. He's like, yo, I get that shit done. I could talk back to them. You know, I will actually fight you. Because you know what he was. <laughs> you know what he was doing too. He was keeping them young. He yeah. was keeping them young. He was the bridge because he's he's young enough where he's into he he could be the bridge between both generations. Like he's he not them so much NBA young boy. Yeah, <laughs> so, 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 like he he's he's old enough to be in that in that J Cole space where he connects both groups, and I think that's what the Warriors are missing because Steph and Clay and Draymond, people forget how long they've been at this. It's really tough for them to connect with Kaminga and Moses Moody, and will not Wiseman anymore because he's out of there. But you gotta. Juan Toscano Anderson was a big part of that, and he's gone to L.A. Gary Payton was the other one, and he was gone. I think him coming back is a huge thing, but this more surprising thing to me is the Wiseman thing is done already. That is legitimately shocking because I think most people had him. This is a number two pick in the draft. Most people had him being a steal, the fact that the Warriors were even able to get him. Like, he was supposed to be the heir apparent to everything that Draymond Green is doing. And the fact that that is done, shocked. That's one of the biggest shocks of this trade deadline for me. 
I saw a tweet, I think it's from Chris Haynes, that the Pistons are going to start Wiseman. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people in the NBA wanted their shot at Wiseman because they thought, all right, you put in this young big man in this very technical offense that you have to be like really adept in order to pick up. And this dude went from high school, played one year at Memphis where he really didn't play yeah. and then came <laughs> to the NBA. And then you expect him to pick up like this offense that takes people like years to pick up or they look like they don't know how to play basketball if they don't get it right away. And sometimes it takes people longer than others, you know? And you saw that with even Kelly Oubre or the, or the year when uh, the Warriors had their losing record and they were just taking L after L after L. They were still running the same system, but they didn't have the players to run it. And then you can look really bad in the system. So that could be one. That's what I hope it is. Or he could just not be good. He could just be a bus like Hasim to beat was a bus. And like that could just be a thing. And I, I think um, for the Warriors, it was the funniest trade to me. Because now they saved a lot of money based on the luxury tax. I think it's like something like $30 million crazy by not signing Gary uh, Payton Jr. And then getting him now later in the season and sending Wiseman away. They save a ton of money. And I think with this really, man, I just, I'm not going to say it. I can save the take. I just want to see the Suns Warriors. That's all. Just give me a nice, give me a nice second round series. And in game five. Clay could be heating up and then we could see we could see you got it at that point that's all I, that's all i want to say i think this is a big big move that people it, it seems like so low-key that they just got back a player they had they just got back a player they had when they won the championship i don't know it's kind of different do not underscore how important vibes are now we vibes, did all of, yeah. we did all of that i think those are all of the big moves we need to talk about so i, I got wanna... one one oh, more go, go ahead go ahead go ahead this is for my hot take that I teased at the beginning of the pod. Mm-hmm. Listen, all this Kevin Durant, all this Kyrie Irving trade, you know what the trade would really get this championship done, this finals done? It's the P.J. Tucker level kind of trade. It's like one of them P.J. Brown kind of sign it. P.J. Tucker never. The Milwaukee Bucks, who had three all-stars already and it's like people forget this they have three all-stars on their team they don't need to trade anyone they have one of them who is a defensive who is a defensive juggernaut and locks down opposing guards they have another one who fraudulently i will say this at least fraudulently has his jump shots cut into the videos of michael jordan you ever see the chris middleton yeah and then they have Giannis. yeah and you know what they did He's good. One last piece. Crowder. They have been trying to get Crowder oh, for son. like two years now. And Didn't finally, he play for them? they finally got Crowder. He's played for could. everyone. I feel like he's played for them. Uh, you know what? He played for so many people. Could be, but not <laughs> this not this version of the team. Not the yeah, Drew Holiday, Chris yeah, Melton, yeah, 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 yeah. Giannis Championship version. And they know they needed him. And okay. he's the replacement for when PJ Tucker was there. And this will work. And I am just saying, we are going to do all of this. We can do all this rigmarole, right? Go through all this foolishness, talk about all this trade deadline, talk about the Lakers at nauseum. And at the end of the day, Giannis. Giannis in the box. I agree, but it's not going to be because of fucking Jay Crowder, okay? You just was, like, saying Lonsdale to me, and then you don't want to give Jay Crowder... Jay Crowder, 11 points. 11 points, four rebounds, three assists. You think Jay Crowder getting 11 points? You're talking to somebody who was a Suns fan ad nauseum for like the last couple of years. Jay Crowder, the <laughs> last... Ad nauseum in the last couple of years. Jay Crowder, the last two seasons, ain't getting you 11 and nothing. I can tell you that right now. That is going to happen for one game. Maybe. Hey, dog, we saw how we saw how valuable P.J. Tucker was to that team. He was not. He was, there. He was not. He the was bus- just... Yes, he was. He was out there. No dog, no, 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 no. PJ valuable. Tucker, you see, you see, you can't be uh, uh, arguing for vibes earlier in the pod, and now you're being you being anti vibes because PJ Tucker didn't bring vibes. PJ Tucker just got a lot of shoes. got a lot of shoes. He's getting by on shoes reputation, tell, which is a strange thing do. because they all wear sneakers at work. Let me tell you what I could do. I could go back and get all the PJ Tucker tweets from like 2021. And send them to you. And you can see it was vibes. And what Jay Crossover bring in vibes. He is not no uh, fucking Jay Crossover. Jay Crossover is yeah, Jamal Crawford. I, know, I, know. <laughs> don't, I don't even know if he can perform a crossover. 
But, uh, this okay. could be one of these great things so in the playoffs when he do anything. I could just be like, yeah, bitch. All right, well, I'll be that with Jock Londale and we'll see who is right. But, yes, Jock Londale versus Jay Crowder. All right, I, let's. I, 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 you know what? I, I hope that's. I hope that's the finals. I hope it's yeah. Buck Suns again, and we get Jock Londale versus Jay Crowder. And people I mean, think all make it there. And people think it's a revenge series for Jay Crowder or whatever. If we all get but, there. I don't know. Okay. I know who will be there. We got to take out the Celtics and all of Boston and Massachusetts. So let's talk it's about how all of this has shifted the balance of power, if it has at all. Um, the West was already a juggernaut. People. People have been saying all season how close the race actually is, but the Nuggets started to separate themselves a bit because, I mean, they didn't really have to make a move. Jamal Murray just needed to get healthier and get better. He's starting to trend towards that. The Kings, I this is not a mistake. The Kings are... Jay the Crowder th- averaged 10.8 points last year. The Kings are the number three seed. Six rebounds and two assists. In the West. He was playing... Po- the Kings are the number three seed, but the Suns are going to climb. The Lakers are going to climb. The Warriors are going to climb. The West is ridiculous. And if I'm the Nuggets, I'm afraid. And if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm afraid. Because what was one of the biggest talking points? Ja Morant saying he's fine in the West. You think everybody here remember that? Well, what if he if he just shoot the niggas, then I think he is fine. I think yeah, and like yeah. the 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 minute he gets his shoe deal, right, and it's supposed to be one of the biggest moments in John Murad's career, and he's yeah. playing well on the court, and then here comes the fake gangster stuff. Here comes I'm fine in the West, so every other team in the West goes, okay, let's bring all of the All NBA players over here and make the West even tougher. Oh, true, 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 true. So, even so the let's Warriors, see. the Warriors are like, oh, remember when we beat y'all? The yeah, dude who has gotten you, we bringing him right back so let's let's see how really fine he's going to be in the west because i will tell you what and i don't care who the lakers are playing whether they end up playing or not you have to be shit in your pants if you play in lebron and his team is healthy him and ad if they healthy so imagine them getting just getting to seven and playing the grizzlies in the first round still be fine in the west no let's if the grizzlies get all the way to two yeah, that's true. They may Who's not stay there. Like, the Suns are going to come up if yeah. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings didn't make a move. They stayed with their full team, like the BM. Um, and then, who's at four? The Mavericks? Yeah, Mavericks. Mavericks are at four. So, uh, the Mavericks, I don't think, you know, Luka comes back. They still have a, a short sprint to go. This is going to get, like, very, very tight, very mm-hmm. quickly. It is loaded. There will not be any easy games, any easy series. Um, and this makes like the league fun. I think yeah. regardless of what happened, like they are the Super Bowl is gonna end and they're gonna capitalize at just how fun this is and the balance of power has honestly shifted a little bit. The Suns are championship of bus mode, and yeah. as a fan, that's what you want. You want your team to be in championship of bus. So are the Nuggets, so are the Grizzlies, so are the Warriors. The Mavericks might not be, you know? The Mavericks might not be because they know their full team ain't there. But you have four teams saying, nah, we have to win it this year. Our season is a failure. Yeah, that's because the, that's what you the, want. The Nuggets have oh, to... Oh, and the Lakers. There's <laughs> yeah. always the Lakers. Yeah. Five teams. The Nuggets have to be that way because Jokic is on pace to win his third consecutive MVP. And then you got to start thinking, how much of these years are y'all going to waste? <laughs> how much, how much times are you going to get? to this point and then just have it fizzle out so it has to be it for them right now but right now as we record this right the lakers are in 13 at 25 and 30 pelicans are seven but they're 29 and 27 that's only a four game difference and we're just about at the halfway mark this second half in the west is going to be insane like and i know we Every are casuals but People are gonna have to actually start watching these games. We may have hey, to be that's less. Why that Tuesday game, the Lakers needed to really win that. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. No, you that. can't be you can't be losing them games to OKC and stuff like that. But okay, let's go quickly over to the East. Yeah, I, I'm looking Crowder at conference. it, I, looking at it, all I see is is still the Bucks. Like there's nothing. The Celtics and the the Sixers. I think that's it. Those are the only. Three I know. Teams that yeah, but I and I think. Those three teams can give each other the series, and what they should be fighting for is avoiding one of those three. So you only have to play one. They will dog walk the Heat. Those three teams: the Heat, yeah, the so Nets, the Knicks, the Hawks. 
they are going to crush them. Let's look at the bottom half, right? The Nets are obviously going to drop out of this thing. <laughs> they get better by the Nets being shitty. And then the yeah. Knicks are at seven. And then they're the Hawks. Hawks, yeah. Bulls, Raptors. Sadiq Bay, big move. John yeah. Collins not traded. Raptors, maybe. I don't know. I expect I expected moves out of them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's your home team. What is happening with this franchise? You know when um, you've been a fan, unfortunately, Miami Dolphin fan, you tend <laughs> to value your players so much more than what the rest of the league values them at. Are you talking and about OG and Anubi? Yeah. Yeah. So I probably <laughs> thought, like, dog. Like, and even Fred Van Vliet. That the Clippers offered him a first round pick, a first round pick from the Clippers. Yeah. A first round pick because they have so many. You could choose which one you want. And the um, Raptors, like, nah, he looked like Drake. Nah. It's a first round pick. And I think, like, Terrence Ross. And I think, like, them not making a move, the Grizzlies not making a move was surprising. The Grizzlies not making one was surprising because they have so many first round picks. And again, for these teams, when you have a surplus of picks, the reason you should make the trade is because you will get to keep and retain your own picks. And that should be the goal. The other picks are to move to get players to broaden the window you have now. Because the second Jamarant feel like, oh, this team ain't working. Or Zion, with the Pelicans, who also have a lot of picks, say, oh, this team ain't working. I might want to leave. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Scotty Barnes, if he thinks... Hey man, I getting to develop the way I thought because uh, Fred shooting everything and Pascal is option number one. What does that do? It sometimes you got to move players out the way to build a team and hoard assets so you could go after people later. And I don't know why Masai decided not to make a move because what's the ceiling for this team to lose to the seventy sixes in the first round again? That's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for our trade deadline recap. The takeaway I want everybody to get from this podcast is despite everything that has happened, me and Kari have decided that the NBA title yeah. will be decided between yeah. Jock Lawndale and Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like this. I like this. I, I, I like this. I like this. Hey, don't worry. George Hill back home, too. <laughs> oh, shit. George Hill got traded again. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, y'all stay woke.